This episode is brought to you by Kelowna Brewing Company. If you live in Eastern Iowa, make sure to swing by Kelowna Brewing Company's tap room. Amazing food and amazing craft beer. If you live in Central Iowa or in the Midwest, swing by your local supermarket and see if they carry the Kelowna Brewing Company line of beer. And also swing by your local restaurants, local bars, see if they have Kelowna Brewing Companies on tap. If not, make sure you guys request it. You, I kid you not, you won't regret that. Other than that, enjoy this episode, guys. That's kind of loud. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beer Fish Fanatics. This is Grandy with Ma Pop Fishing. We got Kit with the Fishing oh. Kit YouTube channel here. I guess no, I should no, get a little closer to, to Kit there. Oh, there we go. Hold on. So, that. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, this is not the casting couch again. This it's a is, couch. It's a couch. Right. Well, sort of a couch. Yeah. <laughs> but today I, I brought this is my wife's lunch bag. Um, I couldn't grab the other cooler than I was kind of in a rush, but I brought a little care package from Kelowna Brewing Company. So nice. I don't know. I'll let you pick which one. You can. We can decide what we want to do. What you pick? What are you thinking? Mm, cherry Belgian style. Try that one. It's pretty good. All right, I'll do the other one. You're like, here, you choose, and then you choose I know, for I chose me. for you. Sorry, man. <laughs> I don't think you've ever had that, so. I don't think I have. Well, there you go. I've had it already. So, uh, shout out to Kelowna Brewing Company. I'm drinking the uh, Good Day Sunshine today on this episode, this Honey Wheat Ale. I've had it before, but it's a good beer, but I know he hasn't had that one, so I figured Yeah, he... this is the Red Rover Cherry Belgian Style Ale. Been having a lot of Belgian styles lately. I know. Me, that's what we're saying. We're uh, this one. I was gonna read something, but there's nothing marked <clears> on it. It's just a good day sunshine. You ever say anything? Uh, originally brewed in honor of the Kelowna Volunteer Fire Department, this Belgian pours with a light red glow and delivers a smooth, malty backbone. The natural sweet cherry fruit adds the extra goodness that all volunteers possess. There you go. Oh, so it's like in honor of the fire department up there, huh? Yeah, Red Rover. I think I think that kind of refers to. Hmm. You know, interesting. Red this is uh, the one I'm drinking. The honey wheat ale is 5.1 percent alcohol content. So, cheers, guy. Oh, this one's uh, 6.3 for those that care. And you know, um, you know, shout out to Kelowna Brewing and, and also the Iowa Brew Comp. Uh, was it Gilders Brewed? Brewers Guild, sorry. Uh, they did invite us to go back out uh, to the Iowa Craft Beer Festival. However, Fishing Kit and myself are going to be on a fishing trip. So we've kind of planned that actually probably since last year. So we had a decline this year of attending there, which it was kind of sad, but you know, we told them next year for sure we'll be there. Um, but shout out to them because they, they wanted us to be there. Again, they said that I think a lot of people kind of had a good time seeing two idiots who just were just sitting there drinking beer. Which was surprising. I was surprised they wanted us back. Yeah. We were just kind of there, I felt like. They, they asked you guys one another because I, I think it was, you know, it was kind of cool. It was a little bit different because I, I, I'm assuming uh, people are, are busy seeing other people pour beer for them and then come to our table and we're like drinking beer. You know what I mean? Right. It was, and it's something different, I guess. For sure. But we'll we'll try for sure. Uh, next year, I would love to get out there. It, it was a fun time. So we got to make sure we got to try plan ahead next year better, I yeah. guess. Hopefully, I'll have 
3,000 subs by next by this time mm-hmm. next year. So you guys still got to get it. I got to get him to 2,000, man. Uh, that way I can slam or shotgun whatever the hell he wants. But he's then that way I force him to pay up the two that he owes me. Uh, I keep talking about these two beers. I don't know what he's talking about. Come on, dude. You got to pay up, man. Uh, you guys let me know. <laughs> so, but this week I, I kind of wanted to talk to this guy. Uh, you know, we're in person today. Um, I want to talk a little bit about his setup and everything because right now, you know, we were just kind of chit-chatting uh, the past week. Uh, he's been doing pretty good in regards to the panfish bite. So I had... Good. One good day on the panfish bite. Well, his his one good day is like way better than any day I've had in like the last month. So I take that about you, man. Yeah, I I'm not I'm not you know just dismissing it. I'm just saying it's just one good day. <laughs> but uh, I was just thinking, you know, it'd be kind of nice to maybe talk a little bit about his setup. Uh, and then I think the previous episode, um, we, we touched base a little bit about uh, real ratios. Um, I'm not sure if everybody knows about that. I only know about that much, like a, a little bit about that. So I, I think he knows a little bit more. So I'd like to, to kind of pick his mind a little bit about that. So um, let's just start with your setup, man. Let, let's start with that first. So my panfish setup, it's just to simplify everything, um, I have two, two, uh, panfish step, I guess you can say. I have one that's like a, uh, fast and light action rod. And then I just have a thousand, uh, Stratic reel on it. Damn, Stratic fancy. Trust me. If, I mean, if I can go back and change it, I mean, it's nice. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's a, it's a nice, nice reel, but that's what I have on my, uh, one of my panfish setup. I just use regular, um, braid i think uh even yeah i use like a six pound braid and then i just tie like a uh what you might call it a um four i think four or six pound leader i have to double check that i think it's four or five six pound and then my other setup is just a medium light and same thing well the real is a uh it's the same it's a thousand um stratic fk so damn you yeah. got two fancy pants or whatever there. dude uh and then that's it and then the, i have the same line and everything braid uh, six pound and then I think I, I tie it with a four pound leader and that's just or no I, I leave that one six pound and the reason being because in case uh, I use that same set or not same set but that rod also catches the white bass too and mm. you know it kind of and in case it hits something a little bit bigger too so that's my setup I mean I it works for me at least most of the time <laughs> it feels like hmm. but that's for my panfish and even light white bass I would say yeah what you got um, I wouldn't even call it my panfish setup. It's just what I had in the truck with me because I don't, I don't really use an ultralight very much, which is typically what most panfishermen use. I mean, I do have a ultralight setup, but it kind of just sits in the garage most of the time, unless I'm like really dedicated to catching panfish and I want to use a ultralight setup. Mm-hmm. But on uh, this recent trip, it's usually like my walleye rod. It's a medium light. Yeah, my medium light rod. It's a six six Daiwa something. Um, <clears throat> um, I'm gonna try to explain the hook keeper. I like, I'm not a big fan of this rod. I and it's mainly because of the where the hook keeper is. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, you know, the that. little loop where you put your hook on. So I'm used to the hook keeper being above the reel. Is it below? Yeah, this one is below 
the reel like on the handle where you grab and i can't stand it like it annoys the shit out of me <laughs> but i put up with it because other than that it's a pretty good ride it's a medium light fast action so it's it's really good for detecting those bites um it's not necessarily a panfish you know setup that i got going on i think it got like a a thousand size reel on there which yeah. i guess that's a panfish reel but um as far as the line goes i got six pound nanofill six pound flow carbon leader a little i don't know i guess that's a little heavy for panfish if you're comparing it to an ultralight but like i said i don't really um go out of my way to use the ultralight it's just what i had in my truck and i just put put a two two jig heads on there what a 16th and a 32 i was fishing some deeper water with current so i wasn't using super light stuff yeah i got a um my my rods are st croix avids um i I like them i mean but like i was just saying man the the amount of money i spend on that setup i mean other people who probably like dude that's nothing you know what i'm saying but to to a a guy that has you know a big family it's it's a it's a high quality investment in my viewpoint uh but i'll be i mean i'll be upfront with anybody that's probably one of the best rods i've ever used the yeah that's you're kind of like in that middle high tier and and you know with high tier i'm talking about like you know 200 ish dollar range for sure i'm not talking about the crazy like your brother-in-law john 800 (laughs) dollar rod and reel exactly type of stuff i'm talking about like for us normies that have uh you know spend a decent amount of money on fishing gear but not super cheap it, um, I think it makes a difference on the uh, on the bike detection. I feel because I've had a uh, cheaper cheaper rods. I forgot. I want to say old like a lower end Shimano rod before, and it was okay. It, it did the job. Don't get me wrong, but I just feel like I, I think this is what it comes down to the the rod and reel that I use. I have more confidence. I mean, you can have confidence in a sixty dollar combo. Also. True, but I feel like I don't, or not don't, but the, at least the ones that I used previously, I didn't feel like man. But did you use them as much as you do your current setup? No. So I mean, that, I mean, it's definitely that that that's a part of it too. Obviously, you know, I didn't use it as much. Um, See, what, what was your rod again? The uh, Avid. Right now, I have a Saint Croix Avid, the medium light, and the Panfish, and and I have a regular medium. Avid also. So what's the panfish? What power is that? Just like a light? It's just a light. It's, it's not an ultra light. It's just a regular light rod. See, maybe I should, you know, just skip the ultra light. I mean, I do have ultra light set up, as I was saying earlier. It's okay, you know, if I'm just going out strictly to target panfish. Um, I do have a bobber rod, a 7-foot Bass Pro, something like a $20 rod with a $20 reel on there that I use for... Uh, crappie minnows that's a pretty fun setup seven foot long i cast that bobber you know like way out there hmm. um but yeah i don't i don't really use ultralight stuff that much as right. far as rod as far as rods go i guess well i mean i i mean i don't really actually i it just feels so flimsy i i understand we're fishing for panfish i get that it's not nothing big but i just i don't know man when i use I, that's why i went with light and it's like Man, it's already flimsy as it is, so ultralight, I can just imagine. You know what I mean? It depends on the action of the rod, too. That's true. Very true. If it's 
super fast, fast, moderate. I don't know. Is there moderate? Is there a ultra light that's moderate action? I think most ultra lights are like a moderate action. Are they? I thought they're like usually fast. Uh, I guess it depends on. I don't know. Like I said, I don't really look into ultra light stuff that much because, um, you know, I'm trying to catch fish that fight. <laughs> well, it fights too on the ultra light. It feels really, really big. But. I'll give him one thing though. I've been catfishing a ton this spring, and it felt good feeling a crappy thump that jig. Yeah, we were talking. We were talking. Uh, we're in Nesto about that, right? You were, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I felt it a couple times this year, just not quite enough yet. I'm still. I've just been busy, but I, I, I hope this heat wave is coming. I think the weather has changed. Uh, the last couple of days has been nice. Oh, it was like 74 degrees today. Yeah, and then next week I look at the forecast, it's supposed to be in the 80s. Like almost 90. Yeah, so we, I, like I was straight telling Straight to summer. Yeah, it went straight to summer. Like we, we probably got like one week of spring, it feels like. And then all of a sudden it's, it's going straight to summer, so it's going to be kind of kind of crazy. But I'm hoping uh, the, the fish with stripes are going to go berserk with this you know heat wave change hopefully because they never really had a run like the 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 wipers or the ba white bass i feel like they haven't really had a real run this spring right well, at least it hasn't started yet i mean yeah that's... with those crazy temps next week i wonder if that's i wonder what that's gonna do just make them go crazy and just start biting hope so hope we can get the kayaks out man i'm still I mean, it's because I was even contemplating while well, I was busy today, but I was like, man, but then it was windy. Yesterday would have been a good day to take the kayak out, I think. Yeah, yesterday would have been a good day, but that was a work day, yeah. less time in the day. Go figure. And then, well, this morning was pretty nice. And then when I got out on out to the water, it just kept, it started from like, I, want, I feel, I didn't really look at it, but I feel it was maybe like 15 mile per hour when I first got there. And by the time I left... It was probably pushing 30, Dang. like 25, 30. Yeah. That's what I felt like midday. Yeah, it was, it was pretty breezy. But like I said, hopefully uh, like in central Iowa, Midwest, everywhere in the Midwest, I think it's heating up next week. And hopefully, like I said, the, the fish, everybody will be able to get their boats out. Everybody gets their kayaks out and get out and fish a little bit more, get a little bit more time on the water. Hopefully I can... Hopefully I can record something better. I think, so FYI, you know, I, after listening to this guy, I, I think I am just going to start re releasing videos of like five minutes long because, I mean, if that's the only time I can go out and that's the only time I catch anything, so be it. It is what it is. I think I might just end up starting doing that. It's just, um, you know, it's just, what are you going to do? I think it should be getting easier. Uh, I tore up the crappies yesterday. There you go. And I was going to go, and then I just got bombarded with stuff to do. And then we had this conversation. I, I had to cut the lawn, too. <laughs> I, I did that today. Oh, there you go. So I had to do all that stuff. Yeah, but... I had to make sure. Because, uh, you know, a few of my buddies were texting me, Hey, you, you going fishing, blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, nope. I got to I gotta mow my lawn. Like I told myself, I, I'm not gonna go play until i take care of some chores there you go but like if you saw my lawn <laughs> before today oh man i i feel i like i i normally hate mowing my lawn like i hate i hate mowing lawn like lawn work and stuff but today after i did it, i actually felt good i was like wow <laughs> i felt pretty good you felt productive yeah because it was so long and outrageous i probably had one of the longest lawns in in my neighborhood but my neighbor to my north here is this old retired couple retired 
yeah, this old retired couple. Uh, so they're home all the time. Their lawn is immaculate. Like not one single weed and not one single dead spot. Not one single. Uh, it's the best, probably one of the best lawns I've ever seen. And I bet they look over at my lawn every day like, man, this guy. I Mine's know. the opposite. It's patchy. It's got dead spots. It's got weeds. And I have like three different flowers growing in my lawn. You sound like me, dude. This is the every neighborhood has that person, and I think I am that person, like you. And then my neighbors behind me is the same way. They cut their lawn literally every other day. Jeez. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not. I, I don't even compete. I could care less. I, did, I like you say. I got weeds. My kids don't care. They love playing with weeds. They look at that Danny light like it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> they love that shit. So it's funny that the lady next door. She was like. Like you got so many flowers in your lawn. I don't know if she's like, you know, sarcastic, being, being passive aggressive with me or what. Because one time, she was out there drinking wine, so she's like getting drunk. She's an old lady. I'd, I'd say probably seventy or something. You know, old retired couple. She was like getting drunk and asking me all these questions that like, I've I I mean I've I've talked to them and stuff before, but she was just. She was getting a little personal, asking me these questions and things. But anyways, back to the lawn. She was like, you know, if you ever, you know, need any help with your lawn, you know, um, George, her husband, like, George knows a lot, blah, blah, blah. And she's talking talk about the flowers in my yard and stuff. I'm pretty sure. My, my, you should have just said, Sure. I'll, I'll give him 10 bucks he come and do my lawn for me. And he mows the other neighbor's lawn, too. But that's an even older guy that lives down mm. down the street. But I don't know. I think he just likes doing that stuff. Ah, we all have those neighbors, trust me, man. Okay. Anyways, that is where we're at in spring. You know, we yeah. got to worry about our lawn and flowers <laughs> blooming in them and stuff. So fishing time gets a little... You have to reward yourself. You work to cut your lawn to go fishing. Right, or other. You otherwise, go. your neighbor is gonna like judge you. <laughs> judge, it's all good, man. Uh, so that that's pretty much, I guess you could say, our setups for panfish a little bit. Uh, the previous episode, I think one or two, we were talking about real ratios. It was kind of, I wouldn't say it's bugging me, but it was been on my head a little bit because a lot of people, when you're in fishing, I mean, you might be like me, like a super novice or just getting into fishing or whatnot and you see all these different types of reels and you see these numbers and okay gear ratios like all you see is like a you know what explain to us kit like what what do those ratios mean there's usually like three different numbers i kind of know but is there three i think so there probably is three but i'll just well i could be wrong but i i thought there's usually three it might be three on some of them yeah so, I mean, from your knowledge experience, can you help explain to somebody like me, like, okay, I don't know. Okay, I look at this. Is this supposed to be a fast reel or... Okay, so let's start here. So you got catfish reels and then just our regular, you know, medium light setups that we have, right? Different types of spinning reels. So the gear ratios, what does it mean? What's the difference? What would you use for each setup, I guess you can say? Or what do you use? Um, I don't really look at gear ratios that much, but 
generally speaking, if you look at a real, say, like 5.4 to 1 gear ratio, mm -hmm. basically what that means, one turn with the handle, the spool is spinning five times. And generally, because um, I was talking about, uh, I was using my catfish setups, so I'm using conventional reels, the round bait casters. They're, they're typically lower gear ratio, so you got to turn, turn the handle more uh to bring in more line but that that's all dependent on well like that doesn't necessarily mean it's bringing in less line than let's say another reel that has six point whatever to one it just all depends on the spool size the handle length but generally speaking like the uh conventional reels have a lower gear ratio so you gotta you gotta spin that you gotta crank the handle more to bring in you know a certain x amount of line and I hooked up with the wiper and I was like, oh man, I can't, I can't keep up with this fish. You know, I'm like reeling as fast as I can. And I already knew it wasn't a catfish because catfish don't really fight like that. They just, they don't go off on crazy, crazy quick runs like that. I mean, they can, but they don't do it very often. They're usually just, um, just f head shaking, twirling around, you know, you're kind of fighting against their weight, but opposed to wipers and stuff they're you know they're just freaking darting off taking runs like crazy and when i mentioned like you know i had a low gear ratio reel it's because yeah i'm not bringing in that much line i gotta crank that crank that handle a lot of times to to catch up with that fish generally bait casters are lower gear ratios compared to um compared to um what's it called spinning, spinning reels because the diameter of a uh bait casting reel is kind of small but like the diameter that um of a spinning spinning reel spool you know it's a lot bigger that's why you got that uh what's it called that bale or whatever mm -hmm. which kind of wraps the line around mm -hmm. but the um bait casters you know they got that skinny the spools are pretty skinny especially on the yeah. conventional reels for sure like not the low profiles they i think those are a little bit quicker as far as gear ratios go you know you get more you get more bang for your buck per crank, I it, guess. You know, so when I first started really getting into fishing, the funny thing was I was watching videos on YouTube, like, and I see these guys using those bait casters, like, damn, man, they're reeling forever. You know what I'm saying? That's got to be a huge monster. And then they reel in, like, maybe a, a three-pound bass, which is a big, big bass. But I'm just like, man, they really – and that totally explains it versus a guy who's using a, you know, decent-sized spinning reel reels it in it reels it in it feels like he reels it in faster um it just depends you know? really. like i said and you can't just go strictly off of the gear ratios i know True. when you were saying there's three numbers like you know 5.2 to this number to this i have no idea what that stuff means i could probably look it up but i don't have my phone on me yeah but i it's it's not like a big thing i pay attention to because like i said it depends like i don't go out looking at reels and and looking at the gear ratios, it, it 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 doesn't really determine which reel I'm gonna get, unless I'm comparing two of the same reels. Let's say, uh, let's say there's two bait casters, same brand, same model, but like the gear ratios are a little bit different. Mm -hmm. That's the only time where I would even consider it, because mm. that that will actually make a difference between, you know, bringing in more line, you know, with the two two of the same 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 reels pretty much but if you're comparing it to like totally different you know different brand let's say a bait caster and a spinning and you're looking at the gear ratios uh, 
it I I don't know what it's really telling you. <laughs> it's like, "Oh, you well, you know, for that reel it's bringing, you know, it's turning the spool, you know, six times for one crank of the handle." Well, that's yeah. a totally different you know, real setup or whatever. That's a spinning reel with the spools like this big, the handle's this long versus this conventional reel where the spool is totally different, handle's totally different. So it's it's going to be bringing, you know, the numbers won't really correlate with each other. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's where, the, where that third number comes in. I don't know. I, like I said, I don't I don't really go off of gear ratio, so I don't, I don't really dig too deep into it. That brings me a question, uh, brings up a question. Like, uh, how much... Do you research your gear and tackle, like when you're gonna go purchase something, whether or your rods or reels and tackle? Do because the reason why I asked you this because you brought that up, of you know when you kind of looking at the comparison. Because I know my in-laws, they they really research the shit. I mean, they look into magazines, they Google, they they go through everything. Me, on the other hand, I just look up a few articles, go look at the, that looks like a good reel. How much is it? People, you know, I look at the reviews and that's about it. And then I go and pick it up. Do you spend a lot of time looking at, you know, all the stuff in regards to the reels, tackle and stuff? Or do you just like, I'm just going to go get it or, you know what I mean? I don't do a lot of research actually when it comes to, um, um, well, yeah, when it comes to rod and reels, not really. <laughs> I just, if I can, you know, like rods, I want to feel the rod. Mm-hmm. And um, that's like the main thing. That's like what else really matters, how it feels, right? For sure. When it comes to a rod. I would think so. Yeah. I mean, sure, you have your brand preferences and stuff. Like, let's say you're a Shimano guy. You just like Shimano. You go feel a few Shimano rods. Um, and just go with whatever you... At least for me, whatever I like to feel. As far as reels go, I might do a little bit more research. But even then, I don't really dig too deep. You dig any deep and tackle, but you don't really what do you mean tackle. Well, I guess <coughs> like I guess you really don't because and the reason why I say that because I mean you don't really use like different types of like jerk bait or you know what I'm saying? Because um, I see a lot of people they research like different types of jerk bait, different types of jig heads. You know what I mean? There's different things, but I think you're you're kind of simplistic, yeah. Yeah, I mean I don't know how much you could dig deep into jig hands but i guess jerk baits and stuff because there's so many and crank bait crank baits jerk crank baits, baits spinner baits and stuff like I that. i just look at a deep diver goes <laughs> this deep at this the uh, you know with this much line out that's all i really look at okay yeah like, i'm just wondering because i i mean i i know people i i know my in-laws like i said my in-laws they i mean they they read magazines they spend hours they to research all their stuff and you know what what they purchase and stuff. So I'm and they're like big into mega bass. Yeah, he especially Dan. Well, Dan. Dan super big into mega bass. Well, so is John too. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't like as far as those hard baits and stuff. I don't care what the brand is. <laughs> Whatever's the cheapest. Like if there's two that look the same to yeah. me, like huh, a Berkeley or a mega bass. What I'll go it? with whatever's cheaper. Right. It's true. Like. Twenty thirty dollars or five dollars, right? When it comes, comes, I'm with you on that. I'm I'm a budget friendly guy. It looks the damn same to me, but I don't know. Some people will live and die by. They say, nope, you got to get the mega bass. Blah blah. blah. It's thirty bucks, forty bucks. It's it catches every time. Yeah, you say that with a lot of stuff though. Like for us, uh, brand of reels do matter. For the for, I think so. 
Yeah. I mean, to to our level. Yeah, but I'm not like a snob about it. I yeah, I, no. I rock Cats King stuff, and you know I'll rock Shimano stuff all the same. Well, when I say our level, it's not like we're tournament anglers. It's not like we do it for a living. It's not like we do it for money or anything. We're just doing it for for fun and and recreational. And I think I think like you're you know that's it works for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't have to spend a thousand dollars on it. I mean, hey, I'm nothing wrong with that because I know people who do it and. You know, if you can afford it, do it. Yeah, I think the only good thing about spending money on those pricier reels is they, or not pricier reels. Well, I guess reels, reels and, and rods. rods. Yeah, like just that more pricey tackle. They usually have a uh, like no questions asked uh, replacement policy. You're kind of paying for that. You know, like if you break your rod, like okay, no questions asked. Whatever. You know, just send it in. We'll send you a new one. Um. You're spot on on that. Uh, Saint Saint Croix, shout out to them, man. Their customer service is is, is top notch, at least from my experience. Uh, I've had two broken rods, tip rods. One was my, f- I don't know if it was my fault or not. One wasn't my fault, but they have like a fifty dollar uh, whatever, and they replaced it. Yeah. With I mean, this is a two hundred twenty five, two hundred fifty dollar rod, and they, I mean, you just fill out the information. I literally got the the next rod within pretty quick so shout out to their customer service um it was good i mean i, I would have been better if it was free replacement true maybe up up to like a certain amount of time, yeah like I mean, one year no questions asked but i mean whatever they, they never really like hey what happened to it i mean you just feel like kind of what happened and then that's about it and they 50 dollars they 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 took a picture of you know my broken i took a picture and sent it to them they go cool broken rod poof they sent 50 bucks and they sent me a new one. They got me, you know, I had my warranty and everything and simple. Actually, you don't even have a warranty. This still, you can still pay the $50 and get it returned. Because I think my warranty did expire. Yeah. And they still like, that's okay. Pay the $50 and they still send it, ship me a brand new 200 some dollar rod. Yeah. I feel like maybe that's the difference between an $80 rod and a $200. Gen- generally speaking, I don't know if, yeah. I don't know how many other brands are like that, but. It, and I think they're they're um uh, what do you call it um privately owned too are they I believe so I don't th- I don't think they're publicly traded so I think they're privately owned nice I mean like I said I I have never had any bad I've never had anything bad to say about St. Croix rods I'm pretty sure everybody like you're saying there's fanboys of oh, you want to change oh, stupid camera <laughs> as I was saying uh there's fanboys of every, you know, brand and everything, but I, I mean, I've, I've never had any issues with them in regards to their rods. I've never really had any issues with Shimano's and their reels. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I was just kind of thinking, I think every single reel I have is Shimano, except for one of my bait casters is a 13 fishing. 13 fishing. Yeah. And, and I like, I like it. I, I wouldn't say I have any issues with it. But most of my yeah, I, I'm a Shimano fan in regards to reels for sure. Man, Shimano's good. I tried a few others. I mean, I guess you know what? Uh, no, I, I take that back. I've actually had a uh, what do you call it? Uh, Daiwa. A, a Daiwa, and I have a pen for my uh, my catfish rod. It's a oh, pen, yeah, it's yeah, a pen yeah. reel, so I have a pen. A lot uh, of people like pens, dude. It's I'm not. I, I'm actually a fan of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like because my other one is uh, what's the other one that um. Abu Abu Garcia, I have on my other catfish rod. So I have Abu Garcia and I have a pen. 
Um, I'm definitely leaning a little bit more towards the pen I like, but I also spend a lot more on the pen than that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The quiet, so I can't. That's like apples and oranges. I couldn't. I can't really say it's that way. So much better. Well, I spent probably almost a hundred bucks more on that. Well, you just spent forty dollars on this apple and eighty dollars on that apple. <laughs> there you go. Which one? Yeah, <laughs> I, I I know what you mean. But, but exactly. So, but no. Um, I, I I definitely like I said the customer service has been pretty good on that. I haven't. Reels, I I never really had too big of issues with, surprisingly. Hmm. I don't know. Do you ever have like shit? This reel sucks. Or I've had it one time, like the ice fishing, and it could have been user error or the weather, but I've only had one issue, and it, or it could have been just the ch- cheapness of me buying the reel too. Uh, yeah, I mean, like the cheapest reel I ever bought was like twelve dollars or something, some cheap. Yeah, my, it was fifteen. It was an ice reel that I bought for fifteen. Yeah, I mean that reel. Doing pretty good for me still. What? See, mine sucked. <laughs> that was on my noodle rod um, mm. um, for ice fishing. Pretty solid reel, I'd say, for, for $12. $12. Interesting. You know, if it breaks, I'm not losing any sleep over it. <laughs> but it, that's the thing, though. Uh, all my rods and reels, I mean, I'm not buying anything anymore because I feel like I only use... Open water-wise, I swear, I, I feel like... The, the two catfish rods whenever I go catfishing and then I have maybe about six other different rods but I probably only use two mm. you know what I'm saying like that's why I don't think I'm ever gonna buy any more rod and reels whatever oh no 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 I every mean, time it, a fisherman no. says he's not gonna buy something <laughs> I'm not gonna you know buy, he's gonna buy something I'm not gonna buy into uh, like an additional rod and reel I will only buy it if something happens to these older ones. You see what I'm saying? My other ones. So if something breaks or it's not working anymore or it's just, you know, then I'll buy something. But if it's if it's still catching fish and still working, I, I, I made a, a promise to myself, all right, no more buying rods or reels. So like, how many catfish setups do you have? Two or just one? Two. Because I, I gave one to um, oh, yeah, my yeah. brother-in-law, my, brother, my, my nephew. So you, you're saying you won't buy another catfish setup? No. Unless, well, I could because we do have a three rod in Iowa. So we can I, have we can. Three rod. So I probably will buy one just for that, but that would be it. <laughs> See, and, until like I said, any you're of the not other. breaking any reels or rods. Well, te- I, I don't. I mean, I, I have a medium rod that I could technically use as a catfish rod. Not the same. It's not the same. You're right. It's funny. Uh, my buddy Matt, you guys seen him in my videos. Uh, so w- this is way before I even got like my own catfish setups and stuff. So we were basically just using bass bass rigs to catch catfish with, and uh, you know he was talking about getting a catfish setup, and I'm like, what do you use? What, what, why do you need a dedicated catfish rig for? <laughs> like, you know, he's just like, you know, because I don't remember what his reason was, but I'm like. And I was telling him, like, oh, our bass rods work fine. Why do you need a dedicated uh, catfish setup? And then, you know, the more I was getting more and more into catfishing, and I told him, I was like, hey, I'm going to get a catfish setup. And he was all pissed off. <laughs> you know, you were, you were making fun of me, yeah. talking all that shit. Yep. And now you're going to get one. And now look at you. How many catfish setups you got now? Uh, damn. <laughs> See? See, I want to say I have. 
You have quite a bit. At least three uh, medium-heavy whisker seekers. I want to say maybe four. I think I have one just for a bobber. And I could be wrong. I have to look. But yeah, and then the catfish and carp one. Yeah, I got two catfish and carp setups. Yeah. So that is at least like uh, at least five. At yeah, least five. Maybe too. six. And I think I want to get another catfish oh and carp setup. Jeez. I'm not saying that. I'm not just saying that because they sponsor our podcast. But I really love catching fish on that setup because it's it's a lighter setup. The the rod. You know, I've caught some pretty decent fish on it so far this year. This year, especially this year, I've been catching catfish. I've been catching wipers on it, and it's just a fun setup to use. Nothing wrong with the medium heavies. You could catch smaller fish and bigger fish just fine, but it's just something else using this lighter setup. It's like a I don't even know what kind of how to how they describe. It. It's kind of confusing to me, like a medium heavy light. Do you use uh, just cut bait on it only, or do you actually use it? I just use it to d dunk baits. Okay, okay. And um, I was, so I got two setups. I paired, I paired them up with Cast King Sharky 3s. They're these bait feeder spinning reels. So that is a really good combo right there. Hmm. Uh, I'm thinking about getting one more combo. Jeez. So one more catfish and carp with a Sharky 3 bait feeder. It, it's such a good setup. That's, and you know you're right though because uh you, so before whisker seeker even sponsored us i mean he, you had all your setups for catfish already with them with whisker seeker and then we're like you know i figured and then i actually used them and you're right i i really like their rods it's it's simple but yet i like i like the way when you're fighting the fish the way it feels yeah i don't know i mean sure there's probably other rods that feel similar but they're local yeah. and they're not super expensive either for sure that's not no the you hit it right on was that you you're not breaking the bank you, yeah when he when he's saying he's going to get another you know set up it's not, it's not like he's going to spend a thousand dollars you know what i'm saying or, or even five hundred dollars he's going to spend you know a, a decent amount of money for a local company that's got quality yeah so that rod with that reel is like 120 bucks yeah, that's not bad at all. Or maybe 140. That's actually if people listen to this, about damn, that's freaking dirt cheap. It's like not super cheap, but it's not like you know super expensive either. Wait, has he got two? No, that's for oh, you. That's for you. What, you want to go get another one? I'll go get a glass. How about that? We yeah, we'll go get. It. Well, I still got, I still got this one. But yeah, anyways, I've been thinking about getting another uh, lighter catfish setup, another catfish and carpet. Cast King combo. It's not a, it's not like a real combo. It's just the combo that I've made. You know, I dip, I paired them up with each other. Don't don't go like googling cat, catfish and carp and Cast King combo. It's not a actual combo. That's funny. It's just how I got them paired up. It's a pretty good. It's a pretty good. Uh, pretty good team right there. Those two. Those two together. All right, we'll take a pause. Go get a cup. Let's go. I still got this beer. Finish it. Oh. But, you want the cup or do you want the I'll take the cup. Alright. Um But yeah, want? what I was saying earlier. So if you're looking for a reel to go with your catfish and carp spinning spinning rod, I say the Sharky three is pretty good. Right. You'll see. Um I got I you know, I I use that I've been using that setup a lot, so you guys will see it a lot in my videos. 
especially coming up probably for the next month or something because I did a lot of catfishing and I've been using those setups a ton. You use that too for, because uh, you, you use a lot, of, once in a while you use cut bait for, or even not just cut bait, just like worm stuff you use it on that rod too. Like night crawlers worms. when you're, yeah, when you're fishing for, not Clear. worms, I guess, I guess little small cut baits, like, I guess you use it for like uh, white bass and stuff. Yeah, little pieces of cut bait. Cause if you, I'm, if I'm just, if I just want to dunk uh, some small pieces of cut bait on the bottom, I'll use those setups. Yeah, there you guys go. Yeah. I was looking at that too, like the the um, catfish, that one, catfish and carp. Yeah, I've been looking at that rod a lot lately. Uh, it's it's fun, but I, like I said, I promise myself no more. I, I really, it looks fun. I, I think I see you catch it. I was like, God dang it, that's like cool. I I have a similar rod to that, but it's not that. I can I can just tell the the way you're using it. You know what I mean? Like it's just a different uh, from a my other catfish rods Completely yeah it's way, li- way different. yeah it's lighter yeah it's lighter it's still got that softer um it's got like a moderate action so it kind of bends kind of towards the upper middle of the rod for sure you're not jigging with it i mean i guess you could but i just use it to soak baits on the bottom i need to do that soak baits hopefully soon i need to go catfish i have i went catfishing once this year I think this is my best year for catfish, man. like ever. I need or open water wise, sorry. Um, best spring, I should say. Damn, must be that. I need to. I need to get out there before it, before they go deeper, right? Summertime, do they go deeper, catfish or no? Um, they go deeper once the water warms up. They go deeper during the day, yeah. come up shallow during the twilight hours. When it's cold out, it's the opposite. They're uh, you know deeper in the twilight hours. But they come up shallow during the day because that's the warmest part of the day. Versus summer, you know, if the water is super warm, they kind of come up shallow when things start cooling down. Gotcha. So hopefully, like I said, summer's approaching. I guess I can get out there early mornings or late evenings. Yeah. You would say. Or at night. Or night. night you fish. could go after the kids go to sleep. All right, you're going to go? Uh... I can't stay up that late. What the? <laughs> Unless it's the weekend. Come on. <laughs> Killing me. I don't want to go alone. I mean, I guess I could. Could. I don't know. I've been doing real good catfishing this spring, so. Yeah. I'm excited, though. Uh, so, we, like I said, we have we have a fishing trip coming up. It's been a while since we've been at this. Hey. Shh. We said that we're going down there in the last episode. Hey, they got to watch that one to find out. All right. No. What are you talking about? They're... The, the last episode, yeah, uh, before this podcast, we said we had Ernesto on. Yeah, but that's a different episode. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll if they want to find out where we went, they can right. go back right. and listen to new it. New listeners or new dollars, if you listen to this one, yeah, go listen to the previous episode if you want to know what state we're in. How about that? Yeah. Jeez, so we'll if be... they're liking what they're hearing, yeah, there then, we go. They'll, then they'll get rewarded for going back to listening to Very them. true. Very true, right? man. Yeah, go check it out, guys. It was a great episode. We had a, uh, uh, well, he said he's a, is he a fisher biologist? Fishery. He works in uh, the fishery fisheries. division. That's what he says. Yeah. But, but anyways, if you guys, if you first time listeners, go back and listen to the previous episode right before this. Uh, we had a fish biologist uh, in a different state from here. <laughs> All right, guys, it's Kit. I'm just jumping in here real quick. It's not going to be the previous episode because we're launching this episode 
one week earlier. So if you want to find out where we're going, stay tuned to next week's episode. All right, back to this podcast. Thank you for joining us at uh, Beerfish Fanatics. And this episode is actually brought to you by Whisker Seeker Tackle. So make sure you guys go to whiskerseeker.com for all your catfishing gear. Enjoy the episode, guys. And gave some great, great info, man. I, I really thought he, he he brought some good information that uh, hopefully locals for him would, would appreciate. And then hopefully out-of-towners like us or just people who are different states. I, I really think we should do that, man, to get... People from different states, whether it's, you know, people in the the fishery business, fishery division, or just people who are great fishermen in their different states. So they can kind of give us a an insight of what it's like to fish there. Yeah. They don't necessarily have to be like... No, they don't. Uh, ...work in fisheries or whatever. No, they just be anybody that, that fish in different states to, who really are knowledgeable. Because... I think it, I mean, obviously the podcast is, I mean, just so you know, I mean, we have listeners from all over. It's just, um, it's beneficial for everybody to be able to like, like I said, I like it when we get Iowa people along because we're from Iowa. So I think I, I was talking to uh, some listeners and they're like, yeah, you know, they love it because it's, it's information for, for locals. Yeah. You know, so we'll, we'll try that. You know, guys, let us know if you guys listen from different states, let us know if there's any other specific, your area, if you're in a different state, you guys want to see where you reach out and grab somebody to, to get on a podcast and really help yeah. dive into your guys' local area or something. It'd be kind of cool. We kind of had a Midwest sampler already. Yep. With they are with our uh, Iowa, or not Iowa, the Midwest Game and Fisheries Conference. I would like to get somebody from maybe Texas and Tennessee, Arkansas, places that we don't really think, but we actually have a few listeners there. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Be different. California. I, I guess we had... Uh, infor- uh, the informative fisherman on though. He's yeah, from California. He's like the. Well, is he the California guy? For us. No, I mean like just in general. I'm pretty sure there's others. California is known for. They got some pretty big fishing fishing people there. Tournaments yeah. there. Well, especially as far as YouTube's concerned, but. Yeah, we haven't we haven't had a YouTube person in a while. That's okay though. That kind of gets redundant. It's Sometimes. fine. It's whatever. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to even to label them as a YouTuber or whatever. Just yeah. Just somebody else that likes fishing. That that brings up a good question. Do you think, does that, I guess you can say, if you're known as a YouTube fisherman versus as a, you know, just a really knowledgeable fisherman or a, does that kind of get frowned upon? Or I, I wouldn't say frowned upon. I guess does that kind of get looked down upon if you're considered a YouTube fisherman? Like, I don't know. I don't think look down is the right terminology because someone that thinks that obviously thinks highly of themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I feel like a lot of actually a lot of people look up to YouTube people, like people that do YouTube videos, especially these bigger guys, because obviously a lot of people watch their stuff and people are looking up to these guys. So if, if you look down on YouTubers... That's I feel true. Like you you probably think pretty highly of yourself. Haters, they're just haters. or you're a hater. They're just haters. Well, I mean, I I think people uh, at least this I don't I mean, know. It's hearsay. You can hate a YouTuber for whatever reason you want to, but looking down on them is I I feel like it's not quite the same. Yeah, like you hate this certain YouTuber because he I don't know blows up spots every time or something. <laughs> I mean, you could probably argue that I do that, but I. 
I try to go out of my way and not reveal too many details. I, you know what? I'm kidding. So, speaking of blowing up spots, YouTubers get a bad rep. I, f- I mean, and, and sometimes valid. A bad rap? Like, what do you mean? For blowing up spots. For, you know, a lot of local fishermen and women feel like freaking YouTube. Get out of here if you're going to record because you literally, you know, this is my spot, go-to area. Well, are they not doing that? I mean, they're giving us spot exposure. You know, how much they want to reveal about that spot is whatever it's it's a it's a catch-22 because we had jay siemens on remember he was like he wanted to bring more fisheries more you know uh um travel and 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 what's that word i'm looking for um tourism right yeah to the spot but yet you don't want to blow up spots too it's like well where do you find as a youtuber well where do you find the the fine line like how whether you post on social media, your edit, you know, how you edit your videos, like where do you find that fine line? Like, okay, I don't want to be, you know, completely have all of a sudden a thousand cars come to the spot that you fish, but yet you have also a good video because you want to showcase, hey guys, look, this is what I did, how to catch fish. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a, I don't know. You, I, I don't think that really applies to us. True. Not a, like, the the areas we fish, you know, Jay Siemens, he kind of promotes uh, Canadian, mainly Manitoba fisheries, which are kind of like remote. Uh, there isn't hundreds of people out on a lake on a given day. Um, so that's a little bit different, like versus uh, spot A, you know, 20 minutes down the street from my house, you know, oh, I'm trying to promote the fishery and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it doesn't really hit the same. <laughs> That's you know? true. Very true. So then, how do you figure it out? You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to be blowing up that spot, not just because of yourself, but also local. You know what I'm mean? like? How do you find that fine line? Um, don't say where I'm going. If people know where I'm at, then they know. Yeah. So it's nothing new to them. Cool. Um, I guess you could you could be like, oh well. People know about this spot. They don't really go there that often or they don't really catch fish there. And I'm catching fish there. Well, I've been fortunate enough. I've been able to buffer my videos. So if I'm on a hot bite today, you might not see it for three weeks or something. Yeah. And, you know, because it's, it's, it's a question because I think we had a conversation with Spencer too. I think he's gotten, you know, there, there's people who are like, this is my spot. Oh, you know, quit filming here, or whatever the case may be. I think he's actually almost gotten threatened before. He may have gotten threatened before. Probably. Well, he's got a lot bigger reach than, let's say, me or you. Yeah, but I mean, for him to keep continuously creating content, he has to release the videos. I mean, he doesn't doesn't tell you where he's at either. Yeah. So, but I'm just like, I, I, I feel bad for content creators because... They're just, I think in reality, just so you, you listeners and, and people who just watch YouTube and you guys, they're just creating content because they want to share the, their experience with you. I think, I, I believe at least 90, what percent of the people, that's all they're doing. They're just trying to share their, it's not like they're trying to be YouTube famous, according to my in-laws. Nobody's trying, I, I'm not, I could care less. 
It's just that I think you're sharing your experience. I wouldn't say nobody is trying to be YouTube famous. I think you guys are just trying to share. At least I feel like you're just trying to share. I, I do. Just share my experience and if people enjoy it, that way you can like, just... If you don't want to be YouTube famous, don't make YouTube videos. That's true too. So I don't, I don't think... no. I, I feel like nobody's doing YouTube because they don't want to be doing YouTube. Then just don't do YouTube. Better than they do it all. Like I said, though, they just want to share the experience. Yeah, but why? Because it's, I mean, sometimes you just like to go look back on it. And then sometimes I think you just like to showcase. See, if you showcase. want to look back on it on your own, just record True. it and don't upload it. But I think it. they like to, they want to showcase, like, so. you know, or I, I just, their fishing ability, not their fishing spots. I don't know, man. See, like the incentive is, you know, people watch your videos and. Yeah. The bigger reach you have, it's you know, like more incentive. Technically, you're that's part of being a YouTuber, making videos so people watch your stuff. I guess. Like if you don't want, basically, nobody's going out there with the goal. I guess not necessarily with the goal, but you can't say that nobody's out there saying, "Oh, I don't want to be YouTube famous." Yeah. While no. I'm making YouTube videos. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. I think that kind of, in a way, that kind of. Yeah. You're right. Right. I'm not going to sit here and say, True. I don't want to be YouTube famous, but I put out a YouTube video Videos. every week. No. Makes sense. But, like I said, I think you do your due diligence, at least, of not blowing up the spots. I think other could 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 use a little lesson. From, oh, yeah. Some you. people, they just yeah. put it all out there. They, yeah. In the titles and everything, which is fine. You can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> Which but, is fine, but I wish they wouldn't do yeah, that. Yeah, it, it, it's fine because it's their right to do it, but I just wish they wouldn't do it. I, I'm, I, I hear you on that because then then you get a lot of traffic. And then a person like me who don't catch very often, it's just like, blah. Then I got to fight the masses to try and catch two fish. So, yeah. Or, you know, go catfishing. Catfishing is underrated. Agreed. People look. I need to do that People. More. People feel like catfishing is beneath them, even though it is pretty popular now. Uh, like even what Ernesto was saying, you know, I was like, man, I can't wait to get you on a big catfish in the kayak. He's like, yeah, but I'd rather you know cast a jig and you know blah 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 instead of just sitting there and waiting. But I'll you know I'll 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 take you up on that offer. We gotta take him. I think I think if you take him. So he doesn't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Once he starts catching catfish in the kayak, like when they just are slamming down those rods, if you don't like that, man, there's something wrong. You don't like fun, <laughs> you in my opinion. <laughs> you don't like fishing. Or you're a bass fisherman. All right. Bass fishermen is still catfish though, don't they? At all? I, w I wouldn't. You don't think so? Okay, bass fishermen. <laughs> you guys go catfishing? All right, yeah, I, let us know. I bet they don't. I don't think any person that fishes for bass and goes catfishing considers themselves bass fishermen. Really? Okay. How many bass fishermen do you know go catfishing? I don't know. Not many. I'm talking about bass fishermen. That When I say somebody is a bass fisherman, that's all they fish for. So if they're going out catching catfish too, they're yeah, not yeah. bass fishermen. No, you're right. I think you might be right. Not Not many. Right. If there is any. Yeah, I mean, you can fish for bass and fish for catfish, but I wouldn't call you a bass fisherman. <laughs> True. 
right? Yeah, you're right on that one. That's true. Any bass fisherman, do you guys specifically go catfishing once in a while? I'm curious about that. Or do you just predominantly just go bass fishing and then once in a while you're catfishing while you're bass fishing? That, that doesn't count. Yeah, I don't think bass fishermen really do that. Yeah. Well, like I said, if they're fishing for other stuff, I wouldn't call them bass fishermen. True. Anything else, man? This week, guy. Um, oh yeah, I um, I I wouldn't say it's a new way of me eating fish, but Ooh. I've been uh, poaching my fish lately. Really? How yeah. do you? What does that entail? Just boiling it in water. Do you, okay, so you fillet it. Yep. And then you just take the fillet, and just boil it. Yep. Salt versus, water. Salt water. Do you put anything? Do you marinate or anything? No. Or you, okay. Just take the fillet, okay. throw it in some boiling salt water. Boiling salt water, and then once it's fully cooked, what do you do with it? Eat it with whatever noodles, rice. You don't put anything else, any seasoning or anything on it. Whatever the noodles are seasoned with, like mi garang. Uh-huh. I made, I did lettuce wraps with mi garang and poached crappie. And post walleye, actually. Is it better? I mean, oh, I, I mean, it's better for you. Well, obviously, yeah, for sure. But um, is it uh, flavorful? Crappies, you you can't really taste anything. It kind of kind of reminds me of like crab a little bit. Like you poached, poached when fish. You po- yeah. oh. But if you get a tougher, meatier fish, it'd be <clears> like crab. No, no, I can see it. No, you're right. It's flaky, especially crab. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see that. It might not necessarily taste like crab, but it has like a crab-like texture to it. Oh. It's better for you. It's not. It's not really. I'm not really going out of my way to you know. Okay, I'm gonna poach these instead of frying it. But it's just quicker too. Is it bland? Um. Well, you're eating it with all that stuff, the migraine, and I got the sauce. So it's just kind of a protein filler. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. And it's easy. You boil water, put a little salt in there, and throw the filet in there. And you boil it for like, I don't know, three minutes, four minutes at huh. most. That's a new way. It's, you're right. It's, it's healthier for you. You don't do the typical fried. And you, got, you don't got to worry about oil. Yeah. Anything. You just put it in water, like salt water that you said. Yeah, you don't got to worry about oil, oh. like the mess that comes with oil. Um, sure, it's not crispy. That's the downside. You know, you don't have that crispy yeah, goodness. The salty, get, crisper batter and all that stuff. No, I hear yeah. you. But, the well, eating it with migarang and the sauce, that's where you're going to get your salty and savoriness. Huh. May have to try that a little bit more, too. I did, uh, yeah, I did it with uh, crappie first. Um, I've done this in the past, it's, so it's not really anything new to me. But I did it, like, two meals in a row, like, on Thursday and Friday. I did it with crappies on Thursday and then um, walleye right. last night. I want our listeners, somebody, let us know, man. Because, okay, Fishing Kids says crappie don't taste like anything. They don't. See? I think it does. I think it has a sweeter taste on their meat than other fish. They're, I, I don't know. I could be wrong. You guys. I don't know if sweet is the word. It's. I wouldn't say it's like super distinct or anything like that. Not like crab where you get... Like, if you just eat crab by itself, it has a sweetness to it. I don't know, it. man. I, I think crappie has this, like, it's it's just a little bit of a sweeter taste. And then the texture, obviously, it's, a you know, a little flakier. 
but I just, for some reason, I just think crappie's just a little bit sweeter. I don't know. You guys, you it could, it could it? be just a mind. Are you eating it with sweeter stuff? No, not really. I just feel like, I don't know, man. You you guys tell me. So a lot of people, you guys eat crappies. A lot of people always, they live and die and say crappies are the greatest eating fish. So what does it taste like? Don't just say it tastes like freaking crappies. I want to hear what you guys, I, I want to hear what, you know, others think that does it taste. I think it has a little bit of a sweeter taste than like white bass. Hmm. I think to me, white bass. Oh, oh. the camera. Like like white bass is more like what you were saying. It's more of a plant. If you cut out the red, the red, you know, portion of it, the veins, uh, the red meat. Is that what you call it? The red meat, right? Red. Yeah, crappie like doesn't really have that red meat. Yeah. So except for the bigger crappies, they might have a little bit. But, but crappie, just for some reason, to me, it could be just my mind, you know, just thinking that. But I swear, I think it's a little bit sweeter. Uh, I don't know about the sweet thing. <laughs> I don't I mean, it's not like, don't get me wrong. It's not like freaking sugar or anything, guys. It just has this distinct sweetness I, to it. I don't know. I don't, I, 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 I don't, I have no idea what you're talking about. But, we'll um, follow us because uh, we'll, we'll do an episode when we go down to Kansas, guys. Um, I Maybe we should do some some dish, some new dish so you guys could, we can talk about on the podcast. See, I think the reason why most people like crappies is because it is the least offensive when it comes to the fishy flavor. That's that's why I say it, Agreed. it barely I, tastes like I, anything. I agree with you on that. It's, it doesn't have that super fishy flavor. Even after it being frozen and stuff, it, he, he's right on that. Um, but then again, neither does bluegill. I don't think bluegill has a fishy flavor. Neither does maybe more than a crappie does. You think so? Um, well, to me, it's not really that big of a difference. I like bluegills and crappies pretty much the same. It's just easier to fillet a crappie versus filleting a bluegill. True. We'll do this though. We'll go to Kansas. I'll talk to the boss lady. See, we can do a different dish. So what's, your, what's your favorite way to eat fish? If you had to pick one way, if I only had one way to eat fish yeah. for the rest of my life, one way only. Yeah, yeah, yeah you just got to pick one. How about right. one and then a close second? All right. If I had only one way for the rest of my life to eat a you know, the fish, um, it would have to, uh, it would have to be the way my mom makes catfish. Her catfish soup. If if I, it, it, what it is is she. So catfish she, is your number one fish then. No, if, if I had to eat the rest of my life. Yeah, so catfish I wouldn't would be say your it's... number one fish. Golly, I wouldn't say You that can't say crappie is your favorite, but if you could only eat fish because... for the rest of your life, it'll be a catfish in this specific yeah. dish. Can you? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, maybe, okay. That catfish soup is pretty good. That's what I'm saying. I And, and if I had to only eat fish... A specific way for the rest of my life, it would be that way. If I still think you ask me, like, what's the best tasting? But then again, that tastes damn good too. I don't know how to explain Maybe it. Maybe your favorite is catfish. Hmm. Well, I eat? guess catfish this way is your favorite way of eating any fish. But if you're just eating fish in general, I would rather say, have. I would say crappie. fried crappie, or 
even if it, if it wasn't even fried crappie, like the like the whole crappie, like the whole body, and just take the innards out, whatever. And then this is it's simplistic. Obviously, get the scales out. You scale it out, right? Just slice it up a little bit. Put it over like a bonfire. Put it over like charcoal. You put a little bit salt, a little bit of black pepper. Killer. And they just eat it with a little bit of sticky rice. I think filleting it's, a fish is simpler than that. No, it's simpler. <laughs> but 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 if we were like just camping, I don't know, some something about the campfire, something about the charcoal, you know, or whatever the fire, the wood fire is going on. And then if you have a, a, I'm telling you, if you get crappie, just the whole body, just get the guts and innards out, scale it, just slice it, and then just put a little black pepper, a little salt, something about the wood fire. And is that number just, two then? Man, you know, it might be close to number one. I just love the catfish soup because I was just born and raised with it. Yeah. And, it's, it, and it's just so, it's just wholesome to me, eating with a sticky rice and stuff. But that night, I'm telling you, the catfish over a bonfire with a little bit of salt and black crappie over the bonfire. Crappie, uh, crappie yeah. It, I mean, that, to me, I don't know, it's it just nostalgic maybe because, you know, I'm, I'm camping and just do that. And it, hmm. Some reason it tastes damn good. But hmm. I don't know. But other than that, I mean, because that filet and batter and all that fry, I mean, it's good, but gets overdone. I don't know. I just it's not filet battered fried. Yeah, it's it's a classic. It's a classic. You can't go. I mean, it can't can't go wrong. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, you really can't go wrong with that. No. Like somebody like, how do you want this fish? I'm gonna fry it. You wouldn't see me saying no, no, no. Don't fry it. Uh, yeah, don't don't fillet it and fry it. Like, yeah, yeah, bring it on. But this year, this year, um, I might do if, if uh, follow my pot fishing. I might do a popping uh, thought. So, with the herbs and everything, my my wife wants it. My mom, my wife wants to show because this is how I like it too. I'm gonna get a wiper, so don't get ha- don't get hated on, don't hate on me when I get a nice size wiper and eating this. It won't be a ten pounder. Relax, sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> five pounder. Yeah, it might be a five pounder. I don't know why. It feeds the family. Yeah, I'm just saying. But I'll show you, you gotta guys. Catch it first. You gotta catch. I gotta. Don't catch ask it. me for a oh, five pounder. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll show you guys. is It's pretty unique dish. I love it. It's like it's a lot of herbs and everything. So. Um, I'm excited. I mean, I'm so what is it? You bake a fish, stuff it with herbs. Yeah, so so you clean the fish, you gut it, and everything. Let's uh, typically a large white bass or uh, a wiper would be ideal. Do you scale use. it too? Um, no, you don't have to. You, I mean, I because you're not eating the skin. So this is what happens. So you you gut the fish and everything, and then you put all these greens and herbs and everything inside of the body. And you bake it, like you're just saying, right? Mm-hmm. And you bake it, and then you're not eating the skin. So I mean, you scale it; it's up to you. You just waste your time because what you do is once it's done baked, after about like 40, 45 minutes or whatever the case may be, then you just peel because I mean the the skin just peels off with the scales, yeah. and then you eat all the meat, and then you can eat the meat different ways with with the herbs. I I mix it in with the herbs. You can eat with the sticky rice. You can even technically eat, even eat it in a wrap, but the thing is, the herbs might be overpowering if you eat it in a wrap or in, eat, you know what I'm saying? I think so. It can be. Isn't that the point of the herbs, though? But that's why I only eat it with, like, I eat it with, like, sticky rice. You don't I mean, put it in a wrap? Well, you can, but then, then there's mum sauce, you dip it, it's just, just, to me, it's just too much going really? on. Really? 
Mm. It, you can do it. I've done it. It's just not my favorite way to eat it that way. So how do you eat it then? Just I would eat it with sticky rice. I would. I would just okay. the plain fish that you plain bake. fish with all those green herbs and everything. I'll have to get the spices for everybody on this one. But so I take the meat, I scrape it onto you know whatever, put it on my plate, and then put the herbs onto my plate, and then I get sticky rice on the side, and I just eat it with it. Ugh, it's wholesome. So the herbs that were in the cavity of the fish, yes. you'd eat the you'd eat that alongside with the meat. Yes, Ooh. I do. A lot of people might be like, "Holy cow, that's it's over." You know, might be too much, but I I do because I love that green stuff. That's the best part, man. You're saying. Putting the fish in a wrap is going to be too strong with herbs, but then the way you're eating it, you're eating straight up the herbs. Yes, it's I'm, it's I'm, because to me, when you do a fish wrap like 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 spring roll style, I like the fish to kind of be um, the flavor of it a little plainer. I, I feel, like I, feel, I like it with just like black pepper, salt, and maybe a little bit of garlic, you know, or uh, and, and maybe lemongrass, and that's about it. Hmm. And then because I want it to be a little bland honestly when i do a fish wrap because i i love the 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 nook mum sauce the dips dipping sauce taste yeah I, I want that to be a little bit more overpowering than all the herbs for bopping mm. that's me it, it, that's just a personal preference other people might be like what the hell are you talking about but personal I, preference i feel like you can barely taste the herbs in the meat itself when you when you stick it in the cavity. Really? That's what I feel. All right. Like. You get, come eat with my, my... Okay. I'll have my mom do it, and then you can taste it. And you'll be like, okay. Like, maybe the meat around the cavity, yes. You'll really taste the earth. But, like, let's say the back strap of a white bag. I guess. But, I use, but like I said, when, when I eat it that way, I eat it all together. Yeah. So, I guess... I, I mean, I mean, possibly. I, I've never done it that way. But, yeah, I guess you, you might be right on that. that That's why I'm saying I don't see why it would make a difference if you put in a lettuce it, wrap it, or not. It, Unless you're throwing the herbs in the lettuce wrap, then, yeah, I can see yeah. the, the herbs being overpowering. It's possible. It, it's... I don't know. Maybe I ate the meat too close to it. I don't know. It just overpowered it to me. So. That, that's why... I don't know, but like when the OGs do it, they don't got nothing. Yeah, but that gets a little fishy. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm not saying I'd do it. Yeah, but I know what you mean. I, I've had their, like, if they cleaned it, I think they it, they would understand that it tastes way better. Yeah, but... this this might put off um, the American palate. And I'll just be blunt. <laughs> I mean, I don't even, I, I it, like, I'm... I'm far removed from the American palate, but I would say even for me, it's too much for me. But basically, they throw the fish on a grill, not gutted, not scaled, everything, the whole fish. Basically, you catch it, throw it on a grill, throw salt, black pepper on it, guts in and everything. See, that's the way the OGs do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to gut it, man. Yeah, because yeah, you've tasted gutted and you taste it ungutted. Which one tastes, you know what I'm saying? You've tasted the difference, so it's like... See, the thing is, this is going to sound weird to, like, the American palate. They like the bitterness <laughs> of the innards, right? The, no, like the, you're right. Like, you know, your yeah. grandma or my grandma or whatever, they like that bitterness, too. Yeah. Because well, I think they equate, well, no, no, they just like bitter. I, no, you're right. Right? No, you're, you're definitely right so, on that. It's... Uh, it's a it's a different different taste for sure. I bet somebody that's never heard of that like 
I'm like generalizing here, but the typical American person, if they hear that, that they're listening to this like, oh, they're probably like, oh my god, what the? Like, I don't eat it that way. I, but yeah, yeah, we'll have to. Uh, no, you're right. I, I I think they do like it. I think they they enjoy. they like the bitterness. Yeah, I I it's not for me. Sorry. Maybe one day we'll have to talk to you but, guys about. You know, they gotta these the but everyone's gotta consider um, where our OGs come from. Basically, our older yeah. generation is what I'm talking about. Very true. You know, we basically come from a third world country, yeah. and you know, they can't run down a high V and buy you know pounds and pounds of meat. Basically, whatever proteins they got, they're eating, and they. You want to talk about not wasting fish? People will be like complaining. Oh, oh, oh I get all the meat off this filleted fish. <laughs> you you showed that to one of our older generations. You wasted so much fish. Very true. Like you gutted it. You uh, filleted it. Like you've wasted so much fish. You left so much on the table. I still get yelled at once in a while. My mom sees, but she got over it because you know my girls. You know they. It's just bones and stuff. But yeah, my mom, when I used to play for the girl, she goes, what the hell? You look at all that meat, you just throw it away. I, I used to get that. Yeah, you could be just... the best filleter on earth. You yeah. give it to uh, like a Lao or Thai Dum grandma. She's like, you're wasting meat right there. You know, it's just <laughs> different generations, yeah. man. Different culture. Different cultures. Well, for sure on that, man. That's fine. We should uh, one day, mom, you like mom? What is that exactly? Oh, it's like fermented fish dip. Oh, see, I don't it know. Could, I, is it like kind of like badak or what? Um, no, badak's a little bit different. So it's kind of like, um, okay, I'm going to get this wrong. I'm going to have to find out for sure. It's like they use, almost like they use, I wouldn't say minnows, like that little small fish. And it's like in a fermented and it's like a dip. It's basically badak then. Kinda, but not. Hold but on, not man. as saucy, right? Not so like. It's not, saucy, but it's it's not like. It's not like that. It's not it's not that potent. Oh, it's pretty potent. Hold on, man. <laughs> hold on, it's pretty potent. I'm trying to read. I, I might have to read. Hold on, let me. Is uh, it like liquidy? It can be. See. It can be. So it depends on who makes it, and it's it's. But it's, it's not like a sauce, though, right? Well, it's a, it's a dipping sauce with sticky rice. But it's not like a like a padak where it's just no no no. So I think that's the biggest difference. It's it's not like it's it's not processed for sure. Because padak is processed. This like mom mom is homemade dipping sauce, and well, it's like padak is homemade. It, yeah, it can be, but this is like it's man. All right, next basically a up. fermented mom. fish dipping sauce. I think so. <laughs> It just yeah. don't fit. I don't know, man. Here we go. Weird taste buds. We the got, American but. palate people yeah. are like, oh my god, this sounds disgusting. <laughs> but it's I don't know, man. I love it. It's good. I, Not I, too much of it. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't really eat it, so I can't really right. say for sure. I'll get some. But I'll, I'll find out how to make it. But act the funky stuff. You oh guys watch some of my videos. Unfiltered fish sauce, <laughs> fermented fish. <laughs> I'll oh. eat. I'll eat that. We just lost like all the listeners at this moment. Like, what the hell? Did On you its do? own, it's pretty disgusting when you think about it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Have you ever just go tasted it? 
Yeah, but when you like make thumb and you slurp the juice, you're basically slurping padag. A little bit, and then just a, a with and other just, stuff. Yeah, with the other juices. Yeah, no. But you're for right. some reason, this one funky thing with a couple other funky things when they come together, <laughs> man, it's like so good. Papaya salad. Have you guys ever had papaya salad, cucumber salad, or South Laotian Thai style? It's just a bunch of funky stuff put together. And it, and it works. And when it comes together, it's like, oh my gosh. So I actually ate some before we did this podcast. Jesus. I made a cucumber, <laughs> tamak thang cucumber salad yesterday with fried walleye. Pretty go. damn good. And I made a fried rice with andouille sausage today. Jeez. Finished the cucumber salad. Yeah, chef kit over here. It was pretty good. Oh, thanks for the invite, man. Let's see, but I'm, I'm like, I'm like shy about making it for other people oh my god because everybody you know gets has their preferences man but i don't know i think it was pretty legit uh, well, then if that's legit then you gotta do it in kansas oh shit i'm putting you on the spot i think you should make it on kansas and yeah and just need fish sauce unfiltered fish sauce there you go we'll do it uh you... beet shrimp paste another funky thing you bring it and then obviously we'll catch the fish and then we can we can eat it yeah. Yeah, we can eat it during the podcast. We were talking about that already. We should be eating this fish during the podcast. We talked with Ryan, but he won't be there. But we should, we can do that. I think. Yeah the the salads the salads the fermented sauce salad stuff. I feel like a lot of it'd be hard for a lot of people. It's a uh, distinct taste, but the thing is, when people once. Once you acquire a taste for it, it's an acquired taste. Oh for sure. man, it's like so good. It's an acquired taste. For you're right, it's like an, an acquired taste. But one thing, highly recommend everybody go eat sticky rice if you haven't had that yet. You guys still have to do it. So yeah, we gotta make it happen with Ryan, right? Yeah, the sticky we, rice thing. Sticky rice and even what else do we say we're gonna do for him? Migraine. Migraine. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll do we'll, we'll do that for him, but. Um, other than that, man, if you guys aren't hungry, we're hungry. I'm hungry. Well, um, I ate right before this podcast. <laughs> Andouille sausage fried rice <laughs> and cucumber salad. It was pretty good. I'm probably going to go to the bathroom in the morning, oh, but boy. that's all right. Here, here we go. Here we go. Uh, other than that, stay tuned. Check out his channel, guys. Get my uh, get Fishing Kids channel up to 2,000 subs. He wants to be YouTube famous, so get his ass up there. Yeah. Uh, Check my about fishing out. I know I haven't posted. Hopefully, I'm going to be posting some shorter videos. We'll see what I can do. And we'll just keep pumping up these episodes. Let us know. Any interests, uh, whatever you guys want us to talk about. Interview. Once in a while, just meet him. is cool. And we just, we, we've been having a bunch of our buddies on, too. So, it's been pretty fun. If you guys like those types of things, too, let us know. I like doing those. I'm going to do it. Re- I feel like we should do it regardless. What's whether that? people like it or not. If I think if we're having a good time, yeah, for sure, people are gonna enjoy it. Anyway, yeah, regardless. But, yeah, if you guys enjoy just us and a couple of our buddies, I enjoy it. I know he yeah. does too. So um, we just you know keeping a little bit different, keeping it fun, guys. But we definitely appreciate you guys listening to us. Uh, if you first time listener, if you guys just go check out our other episodes, man. We had some pretty pretty amazing guests and some stupid idiotic moments by me here and there, and it is what it is. You know, we never talk about my favorite way. If I had one way to oh shit yeah okay before we leave, what's your favorite way to eat fish? One way, one way only. One way only. The rest of your life. The rest of my life. Oh man, 
I, I think it fried with like cucumber salad or yeah, papaya wrap, salad. like a wrap kind of no 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 fried with tamak tang or tamak hung really yeah that's probably my number one like one. fried as in filleted battered that fried doesn't or matter is it, oh it doesn't matter okay but if I was frying it I'd fillet it I gotcha nah but, uh, fried Can't... with that side dish can't go wrong like, with it. It doesn't really matter what kind of fish it is. Um, doesn't matter. You know, I don't really go out of my... I, I don't really fry whole fish anymore, but if it's there and it's got papaya salad, you know I'm eating it. <laughs> or cucumber salad. Or mango salad. All right. So, any it, so ladies, you guys listen to this? <laughs> the way to a kid's heart is... <laughs> Fried fish and papaya salad, dude. It can be fried anything. Fried chicken, fried ribs. Dude, fr- tell dude. you guys. Oh, you're right on that, though. Fried chicken, fried ribs with papaya salad and sticky rice. Holy shit. That is the, like... Uh, it's pretty... It's, it's bomb. It's the, that's the holy Laotian trinity uh, right there. Yeah, you got, you got me a little hungry. I'm going to lie. It's all good, I'm going to make some more papaya or cucumber salad tomorrow. <laughs> there you guys go. Oh, man. Too much fun. But, anyways... Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. Follow us, and till next time. Yeah, let us know what would be your number one way of eating fish. For sure, let us know. All right, see you guys.